This is Resist and Renew. The UK-based podcast about social movements. What we're fighting for, why, and how it all happens. The hosts of the show are... Me, Kat. Uh, me, Sammy. And me, Ali. I'm recording this now, baby. Shit, it's a podcast! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's the Toolbox again. And as we said in our teaser, we are going to do a theme for the whole of the toolbox, and that is conflict. So in this episode, we are going to talk about framings to help understand conflict. Uh, We're going to share our aims of this toolbox for the season, why we're focusing on conflict, how we feel about it, and then we're going to share some frameworks that we find helpful to to understanding conflict and that will shape a lot of the other episodes which are coming up and we'll we'll go we'll come back and reference those um but sammy do you want to start us off by giving us a bit of a framing as to like what even is conflict yeah um i thought this would be a good thing to start with i just i have a memory of a a session um like a training for trainers thing that i attended once um where there was a session on like managing conflict, conflict resolution, and someone maybe got 10 minutes in looking really confused. Uh, She was like a woman from the Balkans and was like, why are you talking about just like arguing with each other in like a conflict resolution session? Because she thought of it in like a statecraft kind of way. So that, to be clear, that's not what we mean. We're not talking about like wars. Um, There's a a description of conflict um, that um, comes from um, a person called Adrian Marie Brown. He's like a writer amongst many other things and facilitator. Um, and I think it's quite just like a helpful uh, summary of what conflict is, which is disagreement, difference, or argument between people. Um, and so when we talk about conflict over the course of this toolbox, that's broadly what we're going to be um, referring to. So like more the like interpersonal, like kind of beef within a group type stuff, less the like, um, societal war nation state to nation state kind of deal um so probably makes sense for us to start by talking about like why we thought this was a good idea (laughs) from podcast uh who would like to start i can start um so i am interested in conflict mainly because i'm quite scared of it um I find it difficult. I avoid it quite a lot. Um, and I guess recently have been noticing that I also name things that are difficult in groups, which means maybe I'm more likely to invite conflict, even if once it arrives, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so I'm kind of interested to understand a bit more about like, how do I deal with it once I've named it? Um but I guess also sensing into like my own conflict avoidance, it's something I see quite a lot in groups um, that we work with as facilitators, people not wanting to talk about conflict, not wanting to go there. Um, or when conflict arrives, like finding that really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, really just curious to explore like what actually is conflict. And people keep telling me it's transformational, but I don't know how. Um, <laughs> so this conflict toolbox series is an exploration for me and to learn um, from Ali and Sammy and also the people that we're we're in conversation with about how how conflict can be different and how we can work through it in in ways that can be transformational. Um, yeah, that's me. Feels like a mini documentary. Oh, yeah. The way you framed oh, it just okay, there. Okay, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go, Ali? Your turn. 
I can chat, so I can also be a bit scared of conflict too. Um, I've been in a lot of conflicts, uh, just as a virtue of being in different groups and being quite high pressure situations. Um, but as well as yeah, finding it difficult, I do tend to engage in it quite a lot. I take up certain roles in groups of like mediating conflicts, uh, tend to be the one who's like, there's something going on here, people, shall we maybe talk about it? Uh, yeah, and I guess I have, I guess Catherine just said she, like, she's heard people say that it can be transformative. Uh, I've seen it in some ways and it can be like quite small moments or shifts that I feel in my relationships or it can be in slightly bigger things in the group so I, I guess I do believe it can be transformative and yeah based on experience a little bit um but I've also felt like it's totally stuck and like nothing's ever going to change uh so I guess I want more of the former and less of the latter and I think it's the latter like from a like a wider perspective as like facilitator as someone who cares about social movements and social justice I think conflict is one of the biggest reasons groups fail and if we want to do the things we want to do it's a good reason for us to get good at conflict and like engage in it whatever that means which we will look at later mm -hmm. but Sammy do you want to say for you yeah sure I guess um maybe of all of us if this were a spectrum line call back to last season then uh i would maybe be the person that would be uh, the furthest uh not scared by conflict resident, end resident um, beef expert. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess but that's yeah. i but that's yeah, the distinction yeah, yeah. right like i think i feel f less like i feel more able to be in conflict necessarily maybe yeah? like i feel less scared by it but that doesn't necessarily mean i'm better at it <laughs> i'm just in i'm maybe just like more more happy to go into it i guess um because i think like as i think is probably true for a lot of people like uh come from um uh family background and like tradition where like it's it's not the like english normative conflict averse uh family style that is like the the, the norm that people say is the english norm right um but the conflict wasn't like useful helpful transformative like there was just loads of it <laughs> so I, I i guess i can feel more okay like being in that frying pan or whatever um but i think what what i always feel like is that i'd like more helpful like models of like how to move through conflict um and i guess there's also a part of it that's just like I like things that I find hard and I find like conflict stuff hard like it's difficult like it's mm -hmm. emotionally activating all this kind of stuff like and so I think part of me is like drawn to that and I think a lot of people say that they're like not good at conflict and so like often a lot of people shy away from it and in situations like that I'll often be like "Ooh, I can give it a go <laughs> um so yeah I think the main talent I bring like with a lot of my uh like baking and approach to many other things in my life is like the main thing i bring is a, a willingness to give it a go <laughs> rather than necessarily like an underlying strong talent um, willing to get messy 
<laughs> willing, willing to get messy. Willing to, as uh, Ali and Catherine will know, just sit in meetings and just go beef, 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 beef. As things are going on. Um. So, what's next? What's on the list? So I think it's like getting a bit clearer about what conflict is. So I think that Adrian Marie Brown quote is really, really mm. helpful. Um. But I guess like I think there's something around what people maybe immediately think of as conflict um, is like the spark or the heat or a fight happening or some like loud conflict or like complete stony silence that tells you the room is like not in a in a great place Um, but we want to like introduce this idea of like the iceberg to help us with understanding a bit more about what conflict is and that those those like moments where we might feel the most intense conflict could be like the tip of the iceberg um could be the um yeah the 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 loud argument or that feeling of silence or whatever it might be um but actually like there's often a load of stuff going on beneath the surface and um, that might have been going on for a long time um before after those those moments of the spark mixing my metaphors between spark and ice but i think you probably can follow along um and and there's something about like i think what i'm learning is that the in the transformative conflict it's not just about like resolving in air quotes the the moment of the spark or the bit above the water um it's like really tending to all of that other stuff that's kind of going on beneath the surface and thinking about like what is the cause of this conflict what what are the symptoms but but why are we in this conflict um and that might mean for example like you're in a meeting and there's just not enough time to like really talk through um everybody's needs and so a conflict might emerge people might get angry with each other um but potentially beneath the surface there's like a misalignment of values about like what's important to spend time on in meetings for example and if we only resolve the like the spark in the meeting of like okay well we'll have another meeting and talk about all your needs but we don't talk systemically as a group about how we value each other's needs um, and when we actually make sort of sustained time for that um, the conflict won't go away it will just keep coming back again because we're not addressing the kind of underlying root causes um, if we're just tending to the moment and it's not that we shouldn't tend to the moment but we want to be doing both so there's there's a question that comes up for me around that then which is like so so there's kind of like the spike and there's like the bit above the water of the iceberg and there's the bit below the water of the iceberg like what are the things that can trigger that spike do you think i guess for me it's like if it's been going on a really long time and no one is like noticing my more subtle signals to suggest that there's a problem and i just have get fed up like there's a a sort of I've lost it I've like had enough um moment and I guess the other thing as well is like there's a sense of going too far like some someone does something or says something or there's something that happens that is like I'm just not gonna put up with this anymore that then makes me say something um so I'm wondering if there's something around like the extent of what is being done uh, and the duration of what is being done um, but I'm not sure if there are, there might be other things. Uh, we were also going to talk about like structural things. So you already mentioned in your explanation just now, but like the way that we meet, like the way that we work together, if they're not structured in a way that allow people to talk to each other and allow people to air things that they are 
concerned about that can be like a trigger or that can be one of the things that's underneath the surface that can get uh triggered I, it's probably the wrong word but you know what i mean in this in this setting um but we also talked about like the way we speak to each other like tones we use for each other like yeah can can be a minor thing can be like a not actually the problem but it's the thing that annoys you and tips you over the edge of be like okay this is bringing this is bringing this stuff up okay to go to go with the spark analogy a little bit more like it literally is the spark in the sense of mm. the spark is what sets the mm. the forest fire right but like the reason that there are forest fires is because of like a, a fundamental centuries long repression of indigenous mm -hmm. fire management practices so and that's the structure the centuries long repression of indigenous fire oh. practices versus the spark mm -hmm. which is just the thing which kicks yeah. it off that's there right. you go there's a there's mm -hmm. a there's a spark yeah, analogy for you right mm -hmm. there very good i guess this like taps into the like um i think that example works really well to like explain like what these underlying causes are often related to and like how we think about like where these um where these deeper um causes might come from um and i guess like yeah that sort of speaks to differences in power um in terms of that suppression that you were talking about sammy but that often plays out within groups around like what is the mainstream way of doing things and what gets suppressed by that mainstream um and then yeah potentially also differences in values um which can be harder to like figure out i think especially in like grassroots groups which come together around a common cause of like we all believe in justice um, but it's like, well, what do you mean by justice and what does that look like in practice? And can we actually spend some time like sharing what these words that we all use and assume will mean the same thing actually mean? Because likely as not, we have different understandings. And eventually, at some point, those really deep, different understandings could emerge up into into quite a, an intense conflict within a group because they're not we're not clear about where we align and where we don't. Yeah, and sometimes those differences in values can show up. Like we can all say justice, anti-capitalist, all the all the good words. But when it comes down to the practical practicalities mm -hmm. or the priorities, like we have a certain amount of time, we have to do something and we have to choose something. That's when it, oh, when you say that, I don't mean that. I mean something totally mm -hmm. different. So you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm right. <laughs> we have a fight about it. Yeah, so it, so it feels so like, I guess what we're trying to communicate then is like conflict is a thing on both levels, like you were saying before, Catherine. Like it's it is both in some ways the spark and it is the the structure that lets the spark run away, and that um. So like, it's kind of there's two levels in it, I guess. Um. And that can sometimes be why when we talk about conflict, the conversations can become quite difficult because sometimes people are talking really practically on the like there was an argument in a meeting and i was facilitating it and i didn't know what to do about it and sometimes people mean like fundamental power imbalances structured into a group and how you negotiate that and obviously like the tactics you use for one are very different from the tactics you use at the other but people would maybe call them all conflict yeah, um so i guess that leads us on to a conversation about like what when we talk about conflict like what are the different frames that we bring to conflict because that's kind of like what informs our way of thinking about conflict. Um, so like some, for example, could be that like uh, an example of a frame could be like um, 
conflict is a signal that there is a unmet need in a space like that's kind of what you were saying uh, in the example before Catherine and like so maybe if we think a little bit about those frames um and like name some of those things and ways of thinking about stuff that can highlight some of the paths forward in terms of how we respond to stuff because those different frames will like highlight different aspects of conflict that may then require different mm -hmm. tools yeah absolutely i think just to go with the signal one for a minute because i think that's the one i found most useful as a way into seeing conflict like not just as something to be avoided is like if it's a signal that's like information it's letting me know that there's something that's not okay in the group right now um, or that for some people that group is maybe a harmful experience for them to be in or whatever it might be and that it's an indication that I need to do some work or the group needs to do some work to find out what is not okay um, and I think that kind of leads to a bit of a sense of like finding out what is going on for everybody checking in that might not need to happen in a full group it might not feel safe necessarily to do that so like having one-to-ones or having an exploration of like what you might do to find out what the needs are and also that not everyone will automatically know what their needs are straight away um so having that space to like explore and and talk through um might then give an indication of what's not working and then what might need to be done as a result of that okay so that's that's one frame um other frames there can be other ideas that we bring to conflict there's lots of ideas floating around in like society and the media and like we're shaped by those like norms and expectations um so some of those like frames and false or unhelpful ideas around conflict is that when there is conflict in a relationship between individuals that automatically means it's over like that flashpoint that like fight the argument stuff means that it's gonna it's gonna break you can't can't hold can't hold the conflict that means there's fundamental differences for whatever reason it means that it's done and that is a very binary way of thinking about things and not very helpful to see like the spectrum like sometimes it can conflict con can be an end it can be like a a signal that actually this relationship isn't going to work and like what is needed as a boundary and that might be space temporarily or or permanently but it doesn't have to be that way at all and like there's all so much like gray area in the middle and it can can be worked through and it might not uh you know end up roses and unicorns and rainbows or whatever but things things can yeah it doesn't have to be that binary way of thinking about it and i think the fact that 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 uh the the problem of that thought is that it means it's very like defeatist even like if it's if the if the conflict's happening then why do i there's no point engaging because it's just going to be over but if there's options if there are mm -hmm. pathways to something on the other side then there are there can be a point if you want to engage in that but i guess also like linked to that just to jump in is like that can be a real source of avoidance as well like not just of like not engaging once a conflict starts, but like trying to avoid conflict at all, because if it's going to end the minute you go towards conflict, it's like, mm. oh, we should stay away from it. And it can often mm. fuel that sense of like the group will break down if if we go near conflict. So we shouldn't. Great. That's really helpful. Um, another idea that we were talking about before is that conflict is an individual failure. So that's the idea that like it's nothing to do with groups it's nothing to do the, with the ways things are structured it's just about you know 
personality differences or like someone being a bad person or someone um, not having quote unquote conflict skills or person uh, people skills or whatever and yeah again that a negative consequence of that kind of framing is it just if you're in a group and there is is conflict going on maybe you'll just like ignore it or ignore the dynamic between a couple of people and assume it has nothing to do with you when if we go back to that iceberg metaphor all lots of those things beneath the surface the uh the fuel for the fire are to do with everybody in the group and it's about how the whole group is structured so it takes away like a lot of the responsibility and a lot of options for handling conflict that isn't the like heat or the or the fire and then we just had one final one which was that conflict is all about structures and systems and there's nothing to do with individual responsibility so if, this is like the complete other end of that spectrum of like well it's got nothing to do with the way people choose to behave and the the choices that they make and the way that they re react which you know is people do have choices and yeah that takes away the agency of an individual in in that conflict so yeah those we just wanted to give some like frames which can be less helpful that we can bring with us to the idea of conflict uh just to yeah elaborate some some of those but sammy mm -hmm. did you want to talk about some different frameworks yeah i definitely can do so i think we're gonna we're going to devote some time in another episode or maybe multiple episodes to get into these things a little bit more in depth. So this is more, but we're, we're seeing this, this, this kickoff episode as like kind of the overview of the framings and stuff. Um, so I guess one thing that in my experience often comes up as a frame when thinking about conflict is the idea of conflict being like transformative. Um, and often what you're talking about in that is around like, um, transformative responses to conflict and like using tactics to use like have conflict as a thing that can like transform processes practices interactions and stuff within a group and often when we talk about like that can often be seen as like an like and there's another way of dealing with conflict which is like a punitive way of dealing with conflict which would be like punish people punish the people that lit the spark mm -hmm. type thing um and so like those are different ways of thinking about conflicts that will often inform different uh, responses and approaches to conflict, but we'll definitely talk more about that in another uh, session. So I don't want to don't want to steal our future chat from from there. Um, another one is the idea of conflict. Uh, you alluded to it earlier, Catherine, about conflict being a thing that is like resolved as a thing. So like that leads itself to a way of thinking about conflict as like. Um, maybe a little bit more as conflict is the thing that's the spark rather than conflict is the thing that's the structure. Um, and so people sometimes, rather than talking about resolving conflict, what can be a buzzword is people talking about like moving through conflict. Like, so conflict is a thing that can like trigger some kind of process that you'll like, some kind of journey that you'll go on rather than like conflict is the spark and then you put out the fire and then you're all good and you, you move on, you go back to the previous setting. And then another one, which we had a lot of chats about uh, when planning this um, was around like kind of thinking about one thing that often comes up especially nowadays around when there are conflicts between groups people individuals often the what is drawn on a lot especially like in media is this frame of like cancelling and cancel culture and things like that and we had a lot of chats 
which I'm not going to try and represent all of now. But I think basically what what we were thinking was like, as a frame, it's maybe not in the super helpful bracket, partly or mainly for the reason because like like all something culture, like cancel culture or anything culture terms, like it's it's suggesting that there is like a a set of attitudes and behaviors that coherently exist within a group that like center canceling as a thing. Um, but what that means can be very, very different to different people. Going back to what you were saying before, Catherine, about like clarity of language and like us not always being super clear on what we mean by stuff. Because I guess like at its best, i.e. at its most useful, like cancel culture could refer to like a collection of like problematic tendencies, I guess is a good word, like in groups um people will use like some terms that you can maybe google would be like rigid radicalism is a thing um or like talking about like disposability talking about like the impulse to punish and all those kind of things like those can be at its best at its most useful the kind of things that can all reinforce each other as uh tendencies um within groups that can like have quite harmful impacts but equally people can use it to refer to like some kind of like ghost or ghoul some kind of like often quite a historical idea that like conflict is a thing that's only happening now and um, because of the internet or like whatever kind of nonsense people will as ascribe to it um and often will me mean or can be used in ways that are like when i say cancel culture i mean things like uh groups that enforce boundaries or <laughs> people that enforce boundaries or can mean like um, when I was rude to somebody, they were rude back and they were cancelling me. Or it can mean like I've been given a multi-million pound book deal or what, you know, whatever. Like cancel culture can mean lots of different types of things. Um, and so probably it's not a frame we're going to be drawing on loads in the purpose of this chat because it does feel quite imprecise and aggregates a lot of quite different things together. Um, so what we're, what, what we're going to aim for, call, feel free to call us up on it if you think that we don't do it, is um, a precision of language in our discussions about things. So let's see how that goes. Um, anything else in this in this rambling overview of conflict and our feelings about it? What else do we need to mention? I'm wondering if there are just some top takeaways from this overall session, um, this overall episode okay. that would like help just distill what we've been talking about for the last 30 mm. minutes or so. So a takeaway I will take is that conflict is both the spark, the fight, the loud things, the incidents where you notice them above the water, but it's also the things that have been going on under the water. So like the structure, the way things are set up, the power imbalances, the mismatch of values, uh, which are less seen and like just focusing on the spark is only dealing with half, half of it. I think the thing that I'm going to take away is around the idea of transformative conflict, ways of seeing conflict as transformative is actually not about like getting some magical outcome, but is about doing a transformative process. Um, so a process that might aim to transform the way people relate to each other, the way things happen within a group. Um, at both the deeper structural level and in the everyday interactions. Mm, nice. And I think for me, like it's that kind of, it's that broader meta point around like people bring a lot of frames and assumptions to how they feel about, interact with, work with, run away from 
conflict as a thing. Um, those often come from lots of different places, media we consume, family experiences, whatever it is. Um, and often it can take some unpicking to like get through those into what feels like a good shared approach within a group for people. Nice. How's that for some top, top takeaways? takeaways? Great. Okay. Toolbox one. Done. Out. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Resist and Renew podcast. If you want to find out more about Resist and Renew as a facilitation collective, check out our website, resistrenew.com. And you can also find transcripts of all our episodes there too. And we're on all the other socials. And if you want to support the production of this podcast, check out patreon.com forward slash resist renew. As always, thanks to Klaus for letting us use his song Neff for our backing track. That's all for us this week. Catch you next time.